after I printed If Only I Were Wealthy, it hadn't occurred to me that it could be a series of If Only books, If Only This, If Only That, the idea being that we have what we need to be happy in life. That's what the rabbis are telling us by being happy with your portion. We're always looking at the other side. The grass is always greener over there, and probably the water bill is twice as high. But if we understand that what we need in life to be content and be fulfilled is within our grasp, then we can be happy all the time and help others to be happy as well. So I thought, let's continue on with this, with this theme, if, if only. The next book was If Only I Could Understand. I'd come across the concept of Sadiq Varalo, why do bad things happen to good people? And for that matter, why do good things happen to bad people? The imbalance in life. And I'd seen many sforim, many books on the topic, and had given it a lot of thought. And all of that went into the next book in the series. Now, it occurred to me at some point in time that it might be easier to sell a lot of small books as opposed to one big book. I was able to make a connection with Feldheim Publishers, which happened to be right next door to my printing house. And they agreed to take my already printed books and to ship them to stores worldwide and pay me 40% of the retail price. I covered the cost of the printing. I did all the work. They simply picked it up, took it and shipped it out and took the balance between themselves and the bookstores. It was a great deal for many years and it encouraged me to keep on writing. Now, being a Balchuva myself, somebody who did not grow up religious but became involved in Torah Judaism later on in life and very much involved in outreach, I began to consider the possibility of writing a book about the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Why? Because basically there's a lot of people out there with a lot of knowledge who think it empowers them to come to the conclusion that God doesn't exist or that if he does, he's not involved in the affairs of man, and therefore we can do what we want to do. So, learning Torah and seeing it at a later age, I came to the conclusion that this is a fundamental problem in the world today. That people think that knowledge is wisdom, and that wisdom is knowledge. Well, the truth is, wisdom is knowledge. But knowledge is not necessarily wisdom. What's the difference between the two? Well, Knowledge is information, data, facts. You don't have to have an emotional connection to it, which is essential for turning knowledge into wisdom, because that's when the knowledge makes a difference to your life. That's when it impacts the way you look at reality and how you choose your priorities in life. The Torah is called Eitz Chayim, it's wisdom. All the other sources of knowledge in the world are true sources of knowledge, but they don't necessarily point you in the direction of truth, at least not directly. It's important for people to know this, if they're going to be able to wake up and realize that what they're doing in life might not necessarily be the true path to ultimate fulfillment. So the book is called, If Only I Could See the Forest, because as the expression goes, people can't see the forest for the trees. In other words, they have this perspective on life that's very narrow and very limited and very small picture-like. They have to see the big picture. They have to rise above everyday life. And you can only do that if you understand 
and appreciate the difference between knowledge and wisdom. The next book in the series was If Only I Could Stay. Unlike the other books in the If Only series, this book was not targeted specifically at people with little understanding and background of Torah Judaism. This book was targeted more towards people who already believed the Torah was true from Mount Sinai and were living a Torah-observant life. Why was this book written for them? Because between the years of 1988 and 1993, I had returned to Toronto to work for my father for a couple of years. The idea was to work and save up some money so we could return back to Eretz Israel and have enough money for a deposit on a house. We wanted to buy something. We wanted to live here the rest of our lives. By 1993, we didn't exactly get to the point where I'd hoped to be at at that time, but it became clear to me I needed to return back to Israel. I was like a fish out of water, and therefore began to make plans to return back to Israel. To my surprise, my secular family members and my friends seemed to understand and appreciate why I felt the need to go back. The people who gave me difficulty were those people who were religious. They would ask me, why do you want to go back? Why do you want to give up such a good lifestyle, a good religious lifestyle, back here in the diaspora and move to Israel where there are political problems, financial issues, difficulty with children, etc., etc., etc.? And I was surprised. I was shocked. I thought of all the people, they were the ones who would most appreciate my drive to go back and live in the land of our forefathers, the place that the rabbis say is the ultimate place to learn Torah. And it stuck with me, even after I left and went back there to Israel. So I thought, you know, this is a book, if only I could stay, referring to those people back in the diaspora who don't want to make Aliyah, wishing if only they could stay in the diaspora and enjoy that lifestyle forever. So the book basically focuses on the importance of Eretz Israel to the Jewish people throughout history, and specifically in modern-day times. And why every Jew, whether they can make Aliyah or not, has to yearn to be there. But even I, at that point, did not fully understand and appreciate the importance of Eretz Israel and the preparation necessary for the final redemption. That would come up later on in a future book. The final book in the If Only series is If Only Great Was Greater. It's a book about relationships, not only the importance of them, but how to build them and how to make them last. I had read an article about the divorce rate and how high it was, not only in secular circles, but even in the Orthodox world as well. And since every book is a learning experience for me as well, because it forces me to research the topic and come up with all kinds of sources that either I have seen before in the past or I have not yet seen, I really enjoyed the idea of writing such a book. And to make it clear that the book was not aimed solely at people who were having difficulty in their relationships, not just husband and wife, but even friend and friend and relative and relative, The book was called, If Only Great Was Greater, meaning 
you may already have a good relationship, even a, even a great relationship, but this book will help you to have an even greater one, an even more fulfilling one. As with all the If Only books, the book was divided into two sections. The first section always deals with the main topic, and the second section is more of topics of interest that might be loosely related and connected to the main theme of the book. At that point, I realized I basically had exhausted the If Only theme. So that was the final chapter on that series of books, and I turned my attention to other topics.